Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflake. And for the last time, Ooh. unless there's a guest appearance, which frankly seems unlikely, Jerry Scott. It's me, hi. Jerry, how do you feel? Gutted. Are you really? Yeah, of course I am. Oh, that's sweet. I do have a cold, though, which seems like a sign of some sort. Well, and you've got something in your eye as well. well. yeah. It's a little bit of dust in my eye. It's fever, it's oh. the summer. It's, it's autumn now, well. forget it. You're blubbing. Don't blub. Should we see if we can make a blub? Yeah. <laughs> Talking about all the happy times we've shared oh. on the New European podcast. Oh, what was your happiest moment? Be quick, because we've got stuff to get to. Oh, God. <laughs> nothing, nothing like feeling welcome, is there? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. All the times that you're an idiot, mostly. <laughs> what about the train? Oh, the train, of course. That was train. a fun journey. What was the, uh, the journey name? back was <laughs> interesting. <laughs> What's the conductor's name again who that, got involved? He was not best pleased. He, he just wanted to check those tickets, didn't he? Did. Well, we could go back and listen, and you, listener, too, can go back and listen to the infamous train episode <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you've if you got a spare. Look at that seamless segue. Two hours or so. Yeah, and, but yeah. me and Steve also will be taking a train soon to London for the podcast live. Yes. Why don't you come, listener? Some people are not invited. <laughs> Well, you can come, Jerry. Can yeah, I? Because tickets for our show are just £13.50. In fact, I shall... Charge me! Well, why not come along for the whole day for just £32.50, Jerry Scott? Don't ruin it, but that's our leaving present. <laughs> anyway, if you want to come along, here are the details. I will be there. Richard Porritt will be there. Damn right. Doing his bird call. His bird call of the yellow hammer. I don't I don't Jerry Scott will not be there. Oh. He'll be on the Yorkshire Post podcast, probably. Yeah. Uh, James Ball, the fine writer, will definitely be there. Um, and all the information is at podcastlive.com. Remember to click the ticket under our logo and get front section VIP access to our show. I, should I dress up as a yellow hammer? That would be definitely. really good. I'm defo up for that. I'd come along if you do that. Huh? Would you? Yeah. On the tube on the way down. I think everyone thinks I'm on a stag, but I'm going to a political podcast. <laughs> Do you think a yellow hammer costume... How easy is it to get a yellow hammer costume? I shall He's a fashion one himself, I shall colour myself in. That would be good. With a sharpie. Would you do, could you do it with a highlighter pen? Yeah. How many highlighter pens would you need to colour in a human man? Are they yellow? Just like they've got jaundice. They've got, like, a yellow sort of bit down the front. Okay. Where's the plume? Is this the plume down the front? The plumage? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Yes, I, don't... I presume so. Yeah. So if I was to dye my my very um, thick chest hair yellow... 
It's a beautiful image for the listeners. Please buy your tickets now in advance before you see this. £13.50. Or, or why not come for the whole day for just £32.50? Should we make catty remarks about the other people who are on with us? Oh, yeah. at the same time. Yeah. The yeah. New European Brexit podcast. Boo! Oh, that's it. <laughs> FFS, another Brexit podcast. Jason Arthur and our friend Amanda Chetwin Carrison. Oh, well, Amanda is very much our friend, but James Arthur, wasn't he on X Factor? Jason Arthur. Oh. Uh, <laughs> for the Many with Ian Dale. Uh, a friend, and the a former friend. Labour Home Secretary Jackie Smith. Yeah, we like them too. Is on uh, the week's uh, editorial team. The week unwrapped well, are we, on. We definitely like the week. We Polling yes. politics with Marie Leconte, the fine journalist, yeah. and Joe Twyman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a really good line. Most of these people have written good. for the uh, TNE. Uh, Christopher Chopper Hope from the Daily Telegraph. Mm. Uh, is Takes a slightly different view, but very, uh, very Chopper's competent. Brexit podcast, mm-hmm. and then James Delling polls Delling Pod. Hmm. Anyway, tickets for our show are just £13.50. £10.50 if you're Jerry Scott. I'm giving her a, uh, or why not come along for the whole day? £32.50. All the information is at podcastalive.com. Right, well, that was all the fun yeah. out of the window because, uh, well, um, everything's gone a little bit... Pro-rogue. Pro-rogue, hasn't it? Uh, it has. Yes. Um, so, uh, now I know some of you, this will be a shock, because you come to this podcast for your breaking Brexit news, mm. um, but on uh, Wednesday morning... Yes, um, just as the new European just, print edition was going to press. <laughs> Thanks for that. Just, just as it was pulling the duvet over its right shoulder yes. and turning towards the wall. <laughs> That's when you got sleep. Is that what sure. you do? Yeah, yeah. You turn... <laughs> He turned towards in, the wall. In disgrace. Think of, <laughs> think of your shame. <laughs> Another three out of ten. I'd better face the wall. <laughs> oh, Our performance plan begins in the morning. <laughs> the edge of the duvet stained with tears. Well, At least it's just tears. Um, oh, no, seriously, look, seriously. <laughs> Boris Johnson, if you don't laugh, you'll cry this week, I think. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> which I have also done. Um, Boris Johnson caused something of a stir by proroguing Parliament, mm-hmm. which is an awful word, frankly, but um, basically shutting it down. Yeah. Between September the 9th, is it? Yeah, it's not my new job. Thanks for that. All right, so. <laughs> that's hilarious, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> first day. A first day as a full-on parliamentary political editor in wrong. Westminster. <laughs> it's, like, it's like getting the job at Berry FC as a football yeah. correspondent. <laughs> Turning up every side, knocking on the oh, door. Let's not laugh at Berry FC. No, very sad. We can laugh at Jerry, can't we? <laughs> Sticking her head round the chamber door. Still nothing, boss. <laughs> Still nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you'll have plenty to report. Yeah. Um, yes, you will. You won't be. You won't be idle. <coughs> so, like Richard Porritt. Yes, I'll still be going to work, but idle nonetheless. Um, so we shut down Parliament for five weeks. Uh, I mean, b- basically, my reading of this is that he's he's daring the M- MPs who do not want an ordeal Brexit to to vote his government down, isn't he? Well, there's only really two ways to go, aren't there? And I, I hate to kind of paraphrase Jacob Rees-Mogg, but he said himself, you know, either change the government or change the law. Yeah. 
And yeah, so it's uh, probably going to be a change of government. Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, try to. This is a, this is an d- absolutely disgraceful step. These people talk about you know, Brexiteers. I mean, talk about um, sovereignty. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and uh, democracy and, and and but then to get their own way are, are willing to. And we we shouldn't be surprised by this because again and again and again we've seen this. Yeah. My way or the highway nonsense. And yes. th- uh, this is a this is and I have tried to, when people have gone, this is the biggest crisis since World War II, I've tried to sort of temper that over the last three years and think, well, we can get through this, we're all adults, you know, we don't, we disagree, but somewhere surely we can meet and try and find a way through It is now the biggest political and constitutional crisis this country has seen since the Second World War, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Steve? Yes, it is. Um, Were you outraged or not surprised? Well, I was outraged. I was not surprised, but I was outraged, you know. It isn't unconstitutional, is it? Because, well, it isn't, but it is a constitutional outrage, which John Burko was right yeah, to say. It, yeah. is, it is completely unprecedented. This sort of thing normally takes a couple of weeks, not five weeks. Um, and the most disgusting thing about it, before we move on to whether this is a good move or a, a bad move on behalf of the government, is the pretense that it's got nothing to do with uh, limiting the voice of a sovereign parliament. It's um, a normal. It's all normal. It's all normal. It's quite. It's all quite boring. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah, no, said. Don't, don't you worry. You're pretty little about th- this. Well, it, I mean, let's talk about Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yes, let's. Yeah. I because, agree. Because let's start with Jacob Rees-Mogg before we tear a new one out of Boris Johnson. Let's start <laughs> with the, the old, the Victorian Undertaker, the haunted pencil. Could there be a worse spokesman? If you are trying to peddle this line that this is a a win for ordinary people against Parliament, could there be a worse spokesman for that than a man who is dressed as Pitt the Younger and whose every orifice is oozing smugness and superiority? I feel a bit and a guy who and a guy who said, "Oh, it's all very boring." This it, yeah. almost you you plebs would not understand. That is exactly what it felt like. Exactly. Candy am, floss of outrage. I am saying. It. You know, if you if that's the kind of people that you're appealing to, it's actually oh, it's actually quite boring. All of this. You he wouldn't... said the number of parliamentary leaders lost ahead of the Queen's speech was in line with the typical figure. Just quote Ruth Fox from the Hansard Society. Um, the move could potentially halve the number of days MP have to scrutinise the government on Brexit. Yes, There's no doubt. Exactly. Te- this nonsense. Well, this is terribly normal. Yes, it's utter nonsense. Well, it, you would, you would, it would. You'd have more credence, wouldn't you, if. <coughs> They hadn't been briefing that this might happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Dominic Cummings hadn't said in his speech to the special advisers when they arrived, yeah. we're going to secure Brexit on Halloween by any means necessary. Yeah. Mm. Um, and the, the fact that when the Prime Minister, and it's a remarkable that he is the Prime Minister, when he was asked about this and they said this is all a ruse, isn't it? He could barely keep a straight face. Yeah. Mm. As it, he's got a bad tell, hasn't he, Boris Johnson? This is a couple of times now. Where he's where somebody has put something to him that he that is true and he's had to lie and he sort of does his semi oh yeah I've been caught here bit a little smirk, bit but I'll just yeah. I'll just bluster out of it it yeah. is a bad <clears throat> look for him yeah um, so yeah I mean it, is it is it unconstitutional no is it completely unprecedented and cheating the the country yes and is it anti democratic well in, in, yes, yes it is yeah. is it dictatorial. Dictatorial? Mm. Is it the act of a despot or a tosspot? Yeah. 
don't know. Mm. Yes, it is. All of those things. David Gilberto's um, yeah. statement, though, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't know anything about it, did he? But then he said, um, <laughs> but then also, now I'm off to have the rest of my um, holiday and my family. Holiday. Got a brilliant like, vision of him, you know, on a little on a little lady, or probably a child's one. You know, with <laughs> sipping a sipping with a with a coconut with a straw in. Gets a folk on what what? <laughs> and falls over the line and splashes everywhere. And Sally's got all wet, the bed covers wet. And... Where is he? Is he? Is he in South France? Probably. Eh? Or is he in? Is he wearing his weird Roger Federer t-shirt at God. the U.S. Open? <laughs> it was a very odd thing, wasn't yeah, it? That was he said weird. it was blindingly obvious that the purpose of uh, prorogation would be to stop Parliament debating Brexit. Um, yes, he is. added, of course, the speaker. A lot of people saying he's traditionally neutral. I think he, traditionally, perhaps, but very recently, <laughs> neutrality not so has much. not been a badge he has worn. Mm. Um, he added, shutting down Parliament would be an offence against the democratic. Uh, shutting down Parliament would be an offence against the democratic process and the rights of parliamentarians as the people elected as the people's elected representatives. Could you really ask me for a quote, frankly? Just be gibberish, <laughs> wouldn't it? Said the speaker. As leader of the house now, his you know, when when Andrew Ledson was kind of just step step aside, Tell you what. Go on. Go on, no you <laughs> Oh, sorry, I put it in. Very rude of me. It's like you've left her already, Frank. It's like gone. And yeah. um, one of the big things that a lot of people said about her is that she was always kind of standing up for the house uh-huh. and standing up for that. Uh-huh. But Jacob Rees-Mogg completely turned his back on that role as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, I, we've never said it before with any seriousness, have we? But now I really do back Ledsom for leader. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought it got to this stage? for leader of the house. <laughs> is it too late for it to make a comeback? Downing Street have made some very odd comments this week, in my opinion. Um... They said uh, this one, which they can't have possibly said without a very red face. The move was designed to create con- the conditions for a Brexit deal. Yeah. Um, there was. Um, they, they also said that they were pleased with the adverse reaction of MPs opposed to prorogation. Yes, that's their. Uh, that's their. Well, uh, they haven't actually said that, have they? A Downing Street source has said that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not not on the record. No, it, yeah, wasn't, yeah. The sp- it wasn't the PM spokesman. But um, so Dominic Cummings is supposed to have said, isn't he? That, um, but you know, this is provoking a reaction in all the right places, and the more kind of frothy mouthed remainers that go on telly angry about. Well, it, the exactly. More the line, to, the line to take. You're quite right, Jerry. Has been has been that, hasn't it? This yeah. is about people who want to stop Brexit, not yeah. about people who want to stop. Shutting yes. down a parliament, yes. which actually is quite quite clever, isn't it? Yep. But the line about wanting a deal and this all preparing us for the conditions to have a deal is is nonsense, isn't it? The oh, government yeah. are cutting the time yeah, yeah. that they would have yeah. to get any sort of deal through. It's idiotic. What it has um, done though is undermined the, the plan of the opposition parties, um, which well, was... has it undermined the plan of the opposition? Yes, parties? I believe so. I you think, can, or is it, or is it a reaction to against the? So, I mean, the the Telegraph argued, didn't they, on Wednesday that this was all a magnificent coup yeah. by the government. I think you could quite fairly argue that Telling the government coup. had to do this because they suddenly saw that the Remainers were coming together. I'd like to think that that was true, but I doubt I think it. That, to be honest with you, I think they planned it anyway. Yes, and, I, and, and I, I absolutely agree. And I don't think it's caught the Remainers on the back foot. I think some some people in who signed that thing are less able than others but I think even people even <clears throat> well let's not let's not name any names Corbyn 
<laughs> yeah, all right, let's, let's name that name. I think even people like Jeremy Corbyn would have seen this coming. And well, the idea that it's taken everybody by surprise is, is nonsense. But there, just, there, but I, there was this plan... I presumed it was coming on Monday rather than... or Tuesday rather, rather than... Yeah, perhaps. Last Wednesday. Perhaps, but you, but, but you actually butted in to, 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 to tell me off almost. I felt like I was being told off there, Joe. Yeah, did yeah. You? I think you were. Well, I was I making a completely were, different point, but I nevertheless. Am a superior in, <laughs> in every way. In so many aspects. <laughs> I have got better yet fluorescent yellow chest hair than you. That is true. Every single one painstakingly marker penned. What with a highlight? <laughs> what are you doing your evening? <laughs> yeah, I knew there was a reason you didn't come to the park. Sometimes moment. into the early morning. Oh. Uh, there is only three. <laughs> I have to tie them together to stop them going back in. Yeah, the song with the yellow hammer as you do it. <laughs> no, there was going to be a bid next week, wasn't there, to to um, to delay, to try and force him to delay Brexit beyond October the thirty first. Well, the ruse of the ruse of um, of delaying the conference or, or cancelling the conference yeah. season is now over. Isn't yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. So because they, they haven't got time to do everything else. So, but it doesn't so appear to be killed a, that pig. But I think they, this was always going to happen next week anyway. It doesn't appear to be a majority, though, does <coughs> there? For a, for a vote of no confidence in the government either. Well, I don't know. Well, is there? No, I don't think so. Well, I think. Well, that, I think there wasn't. I think, I think this is a big step. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think that this is. Yeah, I mean, I think that this this will only enhance the chances of there being well, a successful vote. Yeah. Well, let's it. hope so. But there's not been a big queue of. I mean, uh, how many Tory backbenchers have you spoken to this week that have that have said they're going to vote the government down? Yeah, not so many. No, none. None. Is it none? It is none. Yeah, none. Um, um, the first thing will do, said Jeremy Corbyn, is attempt legislation to prevent what the Prime Minister is doing and secondly will charge him with a motion of no confidence at some point. Yes. Not got many points left though, has he? No. So yeah. we're going to have to work quickly. But Which he's not, but good at. not been the strong point. Not been <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn's strong point. <laughs> not been the strong point. But you know, there, there is Deutsche Bank who have, you know, they're analysts. These are people who are paid to analyse things, aren't they? Sometimes successfully, sometimes not successfully. They they put the chance of the government losing a vote of no confidence up to fifty percent. Yeah, that was mm. about thirty yeah. percent. Yeah, previously, you yeah. know. Yeah, the chances of an, him getting a No Deal Brexit through and us leaving on the thirty first is now down. 50, yeah. Now it's down now down to thirty percent. Is it really okay? Um, All right. Well, let's have a, let's have a look. chances. I think the chances of him losing a vote of no confidence and then nothing happening. So a No Deal Brexit does happen on October the 31st is 20%, so taken together it is 50-50. But it's a shift in the right direction. It's okay. interesting, because um, we'll we will hear that I uh, spoke to Femi this week. Yes, um, absolutely. Obviously a very um, anti-Brexit, well, an anti-Brexit campaigner, um, and he said, and this was earlier on the week I spoke to him, so this all programme stuff hadn't happened yet, he yeah. said that now is the best <clears> time, the best chance we have of stopping Brexit, mm. um, I haven't spoken to him since Wednesday, but um, I would imagine that's the, he thinks that's only increased since then. Mm. Um, let's let's focus on some of the Tory heroes because there are some emerging. Uh, Philip Hammond yep. called it profoundly undemocratic, be a constitutional Is outrage. He's going to vote against the government. If Pop were well, no confidence. Well, I don't know. He's certainly been very. I uh, think he's. I think he might be at the point when he has to. Yeah. Um, uh, he, he said it would be constitutional outrage if Parliament would prevent him from holding the government to account at a time of national crisis. Dominic Grieve 
pretty outrageous. He's I think very outrageous. He is, yeah. Mm. Um, and he says um, MPs would move very quickly to collapse the government. I think it's going to be very difficult for people like myself to keep confidence in the government, and I can well see why the leader of the opposition would wish to table a motion of no confidence. Um, we had some interesting words from David Liddington, who yes. we all like, don't we? He was the uh, well, de facto deputy PM, wasn't he, really, under Theresa May. He said, and this is absolutely true, that the Tories would be purple with rage if uh, Labour Party had Many prorogued Parliament. Many of them were purple already. <laughs> yeah. Sir Edward Lee is <laughs> almost cringing, isn't he? He's, th- almost, he's, so, he's almost like a Prince tribute act now. <laughs> If he I'd came love to did, see that. So if, you? if he came out and did starfish and coffee, side, <laughs> side order and have ham, it would not be unexpected. Imagine if he turned up in the old rough and that. What? And it, you had to say that this is the, the artist formerly known as. I never meant to cause you any trouble. <laughs> Sir Edward Lee. <laughs> David Liddington, meanwhile, <coughs> who ducked out of that concert early, added, uh, that is not a good way to do democracy. I think that is the overlying um, heartache for me this week, is that democracy seems to be just chucked in the bin. Gone. It's finished. It's just over. It's over. I knew it would end this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there doesn't seem to be any point going on. Shall we do a new dictatorship <laughs> podcast next week? <laughs> we could start. Right, do you know what? I um, what would we do? What would the first section be? Well, we're going to be anti-dictatorship. Hair is nice this week. Say whatever, isn't it? whatever you're told. I think yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's a bit like the podcast now, yeah, really. A bit. Um, I, I I think we should be anti-dictatorships. Do you? So we could get Ooh, old chat. Yeah, I know. I know because we'll probably be living in the woods like the rebel fighters yes. before long. Foraging. I think the difficulty is going to be uploading the podcast. I would, I'm from Great Yarmouth. Using only 3G. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be difficult. It is, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. Logistical. Do you know what we might have to do? We might have to record it on uh, C90 cassette tapes and then we'd have a network. Of of um, of uh, uh, yeah, yeah. you know upstarts. What, what, what do I mean? I don't mean upstarts. upstarts. I think upstarts. <laughs> All right, good, yeah. a network of upstarts who would who would secretly take them in their little knapsacks, government issue knapsacks that they would then and they'd hand them out to like market stalls, and you'd buy your. You'd, that would be good. That's fine. Well, it'd be bad. My idea. I was thinking just like shout loud hands and a bit of string in the middle. <laughs> Jerry, you are quite loud, Jerry. You know, yeah. if you if you were to just stand on a hill and do the okay. European podcast, you'd probably get more listeners than we do now. <laughs> Maybe we should do that. Listenership's doubled in a week. We just found Jerry a hill. There's plenty in Yorkshire. Yes, I'm sure you'll have well. to visit. And that all like the sort of the Soviet poets, we could we could do the podcast to one person, couldn't we? And then they could commit it to memory, and then then they could sort of go to the next village and do it for other people. And they'd be like, and they'd be saying, and there's a the, the one from Manchester said something about throbbing gristle, and then the one from Yorkshire said he was going to paint his, his pubes yellow. <laughs> and then they did a bit. Jerry of, laughed. Then they did a bit about Michael Gove, and then that was it. And then the Brexiteer of the week was was it was Tim Martin again. Do you think they'd have to do the jingle as well? Words, obviously. So, if you want to join our rebel, the rebel network, 
metal uh, podcast. And at the end, please. you'd know someone was coming to the end because you're... <laughs> <laughs> What about Sanji Javits? Oh, I'll tell you what, before we do what that. What about him? He's what useless, about, isn't he? What about... Forget, forget that. Is forget, that it? forget that. We'll come to Sanji in a minute. Um, uh, proroguing has, been, has depressed me all week. Oh, yeah. Yes. So I've been thinking of some songs... Oh, yeah. ..that we could sing. That's good. What You've come up with a beauty. Come well, come, Madonna. Yeah. Come on, prorogue. Let your body go with the flow. I they was had thinking... style, they had grace. Michael Gove's got a funny face. <laughs> That's so good. Is. Come on, prorogue. <laughs> I can see you doing you it on the bridge. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, what have you got? Well, I thought, um, as soon as it is 25 years today, in fact, or this week, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that Oasis released definitely maybe. Sure. Well, their first single from their follow up album, which was inferior but nonetheless still good fun, was Sorry, Man and Glory, was Roll With It. How about Prorogue With It? Prorogue With You've It. You've got to yes. shut it down. You've got to say what you Boris do. says. That's good. Don't let any remainers get in your way. What about um, what about Fairy Tale of New York by the Pro Rose? <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. It anyway, enough. <laughs> Who would be? The... Yeah, no. no. Um, <laughs> Saji Javid quickly on his spending round next week. He's gone baggy maggot. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, uh, Shanti Javid, uh, is going to spend some money next week. No. Is he? Yeah. What's yeah, he going to yeah. do? He's going to. Um, I have a really big folder. Do we get to have the new money, old money fight again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almost certainly. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he, well, it's back to school, isn't it? So he'll have to get a jotter and he'll have to back it with. Did you have to back your books at school? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What did you use? Wallpaper? Wrapping or... paper, usually. What, like... Over from birthdays. Oh, really? Yeah. What about you? Well, there was a, there was a, there was a controversial year when we were allowed to use stuff like the NME. I yeah, used. posters and stuff. Smash hits was popular. I wondered where that was going. I got to tell you. So, yeah, yeah. So we were. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't Razzle. Though, Razzle. Was <laughs> Peter's wives. Did you find it in a bush? <laughs> <laughs> Why did people store their porn in bushes? I don't know. It was like a library, wasn't it? A leafy library. These days, these days, the kids go, quick, come here, I found a laptop in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah. So, yeah, it yeah. was a thing. No, uh, no well, I, my, my school uh, one year got tough and said we all had to purchase brown uh, paper. Yes, brown to, paper was the, my first year. To, uh, but my, what's the point in doing it then? Well, my, well what's the point in doing it? <laughs> I mean, full stop. Decoration? No but my my um, and we actually had like a morning of instructions on how to do it properly. Because if you got it wrong, you know, in a paper, your front page would be all sticking up and it wouldn't shut yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, feels like a waste of school time. I've got to tell you. Oh well, yeah. It, it would just twit, keep keep us in one room. It was a year of lamination. I remember that. that oh, was, the that year was, of was, lamination. A year of lamination. <laughs> that's my. That's the. <laughs> It almost sounds romantic in a very twisted, perverse yes. way, Jerry. Uh, yeah, my oh, year of lamination. <laughs> favour and favour, that's coming out in um, November. What's the best thing you've ever laminated? I don't know, but I would like to have laminated. You could laminate. Could you laminate some Palmer ham or something like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. That would be good. That would be good. And it my brother once laminated a worm. Oh, that's just cruel, Jerry. Yeah, well. That is. I didn't do it. <laughs> He showed it wow. to you, though, didn't he? Did he did show it to me. He's my big brother. Of course he showed it to well, me. Yeah. 
I, you know, I think laminated to, to, to creep me out. I think <laughs> some of the listeners could actually still bring a criminal charge against your brother yeah, for, that, for that cruelty. Right, I don't with lamination of a word. <laughs> <laughs> but Palmer Ham is a good one. Have we got a laminating machine? I'm sure we have. What could we laminate? I don't know. We could laminate... Uh, what could we laminate? We could laminate Boris Johnson's... Oh, crimes letter, couldn't we? Yeah. Oh, hey, what? That's a pro-rogue parliament. Laminate your fluorescent chest hair. Oh. Send it to a lucky it listener in a competition. Yeah, hey, win Boris's chest hair. <laughs> laminated. Freshly laminated. <laughs> it all made of chest hair, we laminated! <laughs> uh, lamination, fascinating. Do you know this um, this little bit of bread and no cheese thing? Mm. Yeah. People seriously shouting at me, shouting in, in the street. street. Good, I should think so too. I went to WH Smiths yeah. to get some of the plastic sheeting for laminate. laminate. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the guy behind the counter, a little bit of bread and no cheese! Incredible. It is. It's, it's your just phrase now. Mine's Hello Snowflakes. Yeah, I wish I'd picked something a bit cooler. <laughs> <laughs> in hindsight, you know, especially because we have to do a live one. I know, yeah. It's easy when it's just you two losers <laughs> laughing at me when it's all, well, you know, laughing, pointing and laughing yeah. at me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, never mind. Sajid Javid's going to spend money on schools, hospitals, and tackling crime. What does that say to you? Election. Election. <laughs> there is going to be an election, isn't there? Mm. Which is why I think all this is so unwise. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they've already said, haven't they? If there, if there was, let's just uh, j- just leap back a little leap bit. Back. Let's jump back in time. Let's just jump back. Yes, great, Jerry Scott. That's time back to the future. Oh, I've been waiting to do that for a long time. <laughs> well, this was the um, last possible time. Yeah. Well, really? Well, well, no, well not if you've got said it anyway. not if you've got a flux capacitor. <laughs> Don't yeah, bring your. Oh, that's true. We could bring. Well, old we're going. Jerry back. <laughs> we <don't> need <laughs> new Jerry. That would be incredible. <laughs> could we bring back the lab, the previously <laughs> laminated worm and have a? <laughs> As a guest on future podcasts, yes, Wally the worm, <laughs> poor old Wally. <laughs> Maybe that could be some. We could we could laminate some worms for merch. Yeah, I don't think we'll do no, that. It's cool. uh, so uh, it, this is what a um, government insider told the Financial Times: If MPs pass a no confidence vote next week, then we won't resign. Yeah. Oh no. Ooh. Oh no. Oh, oh no. We won't recommend another government. Ooh. Oh no. No 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 no. Will dissolve Parliament and call an election between November the first and November the fifth. Mm. Remember, remember the fifth of November. Oh. That's good, isn't it? Uh, and of course, dates were made for headlines. Weren't they? Do you know what? Uh, uh, so much of our problems has been caused by the fixed term Parliament Act. Yeah. Mm. I told everyone at the time oh I went God. on and on and on and on about what a bad idea it was. I went on and on and on and on and on. And everyone seems like a good idea to me. Idiots who do not read small print. Schools, hospitals, tackling crime. There's not as much money as Philip Hammond had said there was going to be because Boris has spent a load already, basically, yep. flashing the cash. He's like one of them rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that. Do you know what I mean, listener? On rap videos. Those rappers. In a bikini with a Lamborghini behind him. <laughs> The rapper's in the bikini. What videos are you watching? <laughs> he's in a bikini and he's got a Boris Johnson, he's in a bikini oh, on, no. on Downing Street, okay. right? And he's got a Lamborghini on Downing Street. Right. Yeah. And he's got, like, a big wad of cash in his palm and he's just... He's making it rain, is what you're saying. Flicking it out. Oh, right. Oh, okay. hey. He's all making it rain. Eat my election. <laughs> say, or something like that, yeah. And then I'm in the background. Little bit of bread on Oh, good. Yeah. Lee Kane as a chicken. 
is what happens in Richard's head when he turns over, pulls that duvet <laughs> over his shoulder, stares at the wall. So we already know about the 20,000 extra police. That'll cost 1.1 billion. Yes. 1.8 billion to improve hospitals. Mm-hmm. Yes. 850 million of that is committed to building projects. Uh, not a, you'll know more about this being a health expert, Joe, but I'm pretty sure not much of that money is not new. Yeah, there was a big argument over whether it was just money that hospitals had but weren't allowed to spend. So does that mean it'll be delivered to the hospitals and there'll be those really big 50 pence pieces yes. that you didn't realise were big at the time, but now when you find one in that drawer with the batteries in, you think, whoa, look at that, like dinner plate. Huge. <laughs> it's very it's old money. There's like, you know, tuppence in there and all sorts. Um, Feed no. the birds. Feed the yellow hammers. Tuppence a bag. Very good. <laughs> uh, but he is suggesting, of course, because he said, I think he is anyway, uh, agree with me or disagree with me, I don't care. Um, I disagree. Any departments expecting a blank cheque will be sorely disappointed, which suggests to me that there is the existing fiscal rules will, will be kept. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's just spending a bit of that cash that they've saved well, up. He could actually send them a blank cheque, but... Could. Not yeah. even signed. Not even. <laughs> it's not signed. It's not signed. It's fine, so, it? you can have that. I'll send you a blank cheque. Yeah. Do you still have, do you still have cheques? Uh, no. Well, there we go. It's been quite a week, and it's a sad week. It is a sad really, week. Really. Um, for many reasons. Yes, it is. <laughs> but none less so than the loss to this podcast of, yeah. of Geraldine Scott, who's so been... Not dead. Not, dead. not dead, not dead. Oh, but you will be one day. Yes. Um, and we should keep that at the forefront of our minds. <laughs> Not before I review, though, I'm sure. <laughs> Not before your exit interview. <laughs> Let's do that live on air. Yeah, Is there any points you'd like to raise about your employment with the New European Podcast? Many, many, many. <laughs> Hey, is there anyone you're going to throw under the Brexit bus before you leave? <laughs> um, Jerry, it's been an absolute delight. It's been a pleasure. You can't, you, you've been there since day one. Actually, were you on the pilot? I think I was. Yeah, uh, never, it was never aired. No, <laughs> the first bury 20, that forever. Well, the first twenty minutes of the pilot weren't even recorded. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just Matt Kelly and and the I can't remember oh, David Wilkinson yeah. chatting to each other for yeah. fun. And then I went, oh, I don't think it's recorded. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I had to build up the courage to tell him, and I'm about five minutes, and <laughs> just let him carry on, <laughs> just praying to the Brexit gods. Um, we've come a long way. We've come. Well, I'm not sure, really. To be honest. Um, but Are you we, recording? <laughs> yeah, but, but we've talked about all my kinds of things. We, we mentioned the train. You came along to the party. That was great fun. Yeah. We've covered pretty much every topic going. Somebody thought you were um, Jerry Halliwell. Yes, famously, And included yeah. them, you in a Jerry Halliwell. That's right, Jerry Halliwell. Tagged Jerry Halliwell on Twitter rather than yeah. me. That's right, yeah. delightful to be interviewed by Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm sure that's true as well. Yeah. Jerry Halliwell can come on the pod if she wants. I very much enjoy it when I'm off and people don't remember my name and they Who's? demand, where's the girl? Yeah, where's, the, where's Brexit, the girl? She? What, Jerry? Jerry Halliwell. Yeah. Halliwell. But with that dress on. You'd no, think so. who's, who's remaining the Spice Girl? I think Emma. Bunton, you yeah. think? Yeah. yeah. Sensible, isn't she? I think she, well... What about uh, Mel C? Oh, Potentially. Yeah, she's Scouser. She's Scouser. Remain. Yeah, remain. Mel B, though. Oof. Well Brexit. Well Brexit. Yeah, that's what the B stands for. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you my Reveals. Mel B story, haven't I? Oh, no, go on. I met some young Is people. It as good as when you met Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> When you follow Gwyneth Paltrow down the street. That was funny. That is... I'll tell that another time. Um, I, I, uh, I was out with some young people, as, um, as I often am. You know, they flocked to me. 
like the Pied Piper I am. And this young lady Please, said, said to me, this young lady said to me, you remind me of someone. And I said, really? Well, we've never met. She said, oh, you really remind me of someone. And then after that, she went, Mel B! <laughs> Mel B on the... Um... Now, I am a white middle-aged man. Yeah. And she went, and I went, I don't look anything like Mel B. Mel B on the unfunny... What's he called, show? Oh, on Lee Francis. Was it Lee Francis? Yes. Or, okay. yeah. What's he Keith called? Lemon. Like yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, not Lee Francis. I can't remember his name. But anyway, yes, I know what you mean. No, I think it's just it's just the accent. Oh, it's, the accent. it's just a northern accent. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't dressed in a in a leopard skin all in one. But anyway, we're, we're, we're massively off the point of Jerry leaving. <laughs> so I think we're all sad to see Jerry go, aren't we? She's well, often been the voice I, of reason. I certainly am. She's not being as... <laughs> suggesting I'm not. She's, <laughs> she's often uh, been the more sensible of the trio, yes. I, I think. And, and, and what we really liked, I think what, when, when the podcast really um, became what it is today was when, when we got rid of Jerry out of the silly bits and made her do the, the actual research wow, and do the sensible yes. bits <laughs> in the middle, the sort of feature It turned out she introduce much more sense into the proceedings into the <laughs> news proceedings but we have got a present for her it's beautifully I wrapped. went out to get it's wrapped in I'll just describe it it's wrapped in the front page of this week's New European yes. yeah. I went out lovingly at lunchtime and bought it with my own money <laughs> And, and, and here it is so, so open it um, and Ooh. give it make sure we can hear the paper can ripping shake it? you should do whatever you want with it it won't cost 70p mm. <laughs> It's like the shape of a computer mouse. If you want me a computer it's mouse. It's not a computer mouse without a wire. No. No, it's far more used than that, or it it's will be. It's the same size uh... as a Tiffany's box, isn't it? <laughs> imagine. Imagine if I got something really outlandish. Am I going to open this? There's nothing yeah, in Yeah, no, there's something there. Oh, it's yeah. like past the post. Yeah, yeah. But bit. you don't have to pass oh, it. Yeah. Really it's your leaving <laughs> It's a little bit of bread <laughs> and no cheese. No cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Bread and no cheese. Take a picture. Come on. That's amazing. A little bit of bread. A little bit no, of bread cheese. no cheese. I'm going to take a picture. Can we hear the cry of the, the yellow? Is there yeah. a yellow hammer around? The background, yeah. Let me just be. see. Let's just, just open the window. Oh, oh there it is. A little bit of bread and no cheese. Can you do it, Jerry? Oh, I definitely can. A little bit of bread and no cheese. <laughs> oh, incredible. <laughs> Jerry, it's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for everything. In the internet age, it's easy to feel like you have all the freedom in the world. The truth, however, is that we've never been more monitored by governments, ISPs and ad companies. In fact, all UK internet service providers like BT or Sky have to keep records of your online activity for 12 months. This includes all the websites you visit, apps you use and your private conversations. It doesn't matter if you're suspected of a crime or not, the government can look into you without a warrant. That's why I protect my online privacy with ExpressVPN. Whether you're at home or on public Wi-Fi, ISPs are recording your internet activity. If you don't want them or the police snooping on your data, you've got to use a VPN. And it's not just people in the UK who need to be worried. In the US, ISPs can even sell your data to advertising companies. ExpressVPN is so easy to use. Just download the app on your computer or phone, click connect, and voila, you're protected. You use the internet just like you normally would, but with ExpressVPN, your data is encrypted and your IP address is masked. We never go online without ExpressVPN, and you shouldn't either. 
So, protect your online activity today, like we did, and find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Brexit. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Brexit for three months free with a one-year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash Brexit to learn more. Welcome back to the New European Podcast. It's Jerry here and I'm here with Femi at the Young Greens Convention, which is being held in Norwich this weekend. And it's really, really exciting. Femi, how has it been this morning? It's been great. I mean, it's 9am on a Sunday and students actually turned up, which is incredible. <laughs> and of course, you all know Femi for his relentless campaigning against Brexit. Mm-hmm. Not to get it the wrong way around, that would be completely <laughs> <Yeah>. misleading. <laughs> I often get called the Brexit guy, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's not my full name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, funny. So tell us what you were doing here this morning. So I was here talking to basically people, people around here um, about how we start Brexit, what does it, what does Brexit mean in terms of, uh, in a green context, um, especially, and just how we need to fix this whole thing about if you're bored of Brexit, just let Brexit happen. No, if you're bored of Brexit, Brexit cannot happen. Because if we, if we actually leave the EU, deal or no deal, we haven't negotiated the actual trade deal yet, which means another seven to ten years of the same stuff, day in, day out, in the news, taking up all the energy, Nobody will be talking about climate change or air pollution or any of the issues that really matter because they'll be focused on Brexit. Yeah, I mean, by the time this goes out, um, it will have been announced. And it's an interview I done a couple of days ago. Um, a local MP round my way, Norman Lamb, who I'm mm. sure you're aware of, is actually standing down mm. um, because he says because of Brexit, he now feels he's more effective outside of Parliament than mm-hmm. he is in it. Mm. Is this the kind of thing you're talking about where nothing else can get done? Well, I mean, when's the last time you've heard... It? Well, other than recently, recently the Boris Johnson because he's going for an election campaign, nobody's been talking about the NHS or policing or, or housing for years. Mm-hmm. For three years since the Brexit vote because it's been... Every news story it cycle has been Brexit, Trump, third story of the day. There is no room for anything else, which means... I mean, even just in terms of pure, pure numbers... The government has employed 7,000 civil servants to deal with Brexit. They budgeted for 9,000 more, 300 extra to do with border issues, and, and more to do for, for a no-deal Brexit. That is people who could have been doctors, nurses, teachers, house builders, that could have gone towards regional development. Nothing else has been done. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So a lot of our listeners, I think, will be familiar with you and what you do, but in case they're not, can you tell us a bit about how you got into this fight against Brexit? So, I mean, put yourself in my shoes. Uh, I studied law, specialising in EU law, then did internships in Brussels and EU affairs for two years. So I knew, I wouldn't consider myself an expert because I've worked with actual experts on on EU affairs, but I know the basics. So if you're watching a conversation around the single market where your prime minister isn't even explaining what the hell it is, I mean, come on. I mean, let's let's look at it this way. If the EU didn't exist, each country would regulate their products in their own way. So if you wanted to sell a product, say beer, to 28 different countries, you'd have to manufacture, market, and package your product in 28 different ways, sending your costs through the roof, increasing supermarket prices, and lowering standard of living. So because we make rules together, because um, we have common rules made at the EU level, because we have a system of mutual recognition, which means in the areas where the EU hasn't made a rule, the national rules apply, and as long as it meets the requirements of your home country, it's legal to sell across the board. One product is legal automatically to sell across the whole of the EU, mm-hmm. and it's in the same version. Now, that lowers prices, that increases standard of living, and I've just explained the simple market to you in about 35 seconds. <laughs> David Cameron had five months. Yeah. 
didn't bother to. Yeah. Uh, he just went with, well, this economic expert says this, this economic expert says this, and people didn't believe him. So watching that just utter failure of information from their from people who literally are our legal representatives. They make our laws, yet they're not giving us the information about the law. I had to get involved. So I started making videos and online, graphics, um, started using Twitter. I had like 20 followers, so I was just shouting into a, into a dark room. How um, many have you got now? Uh, 209,000. <laughs> it's gone up a little bit. Yeah, just, just, just a little bit. Um, by a casual factor of about 100,000, but yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been insane. Uh, but I then started... Uh, calling up Nigel Farage. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that it was, I got him to admit live on his own radio show that his primary narrative around immigration was just a lie. Yeah. Because he said in 2016 that you had no controls in immigration. It was just completely uncontrolled immigration. And then I got him to say the words, in theory, family, you're right. In theory, under European treaties, there are restrictions that can be placed. Wow. So that means that his entire narrative, he admitted was a lie a year after he got our votes. Yeah. That is a deeply dishonest man. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, as a result of doing that, I started to get more, gain more and more followers. I started to then, um, at the end of 2017, I realized, hang on, my career is in human rights. Yeah. The biggest threat to human rights in this country is Brexit. So I have to come back to the UK and try and deal with this Brexit thing full time. And so I launched a crowdfunder saying, please help me do this for the next three, next year and a half. Uh, please make sure I don't starve, and that raised like twelve thousand pounds the first month. Our future, our choice was born when we started getting on the when we started getting on the TV. Yeah. Um, other groups started giving us money as well, and so we've launched a, a we've got a massive youth campaign spanning the cross country. We've got um, branches all across the country. We've got um, and it's a separate branch in in Northern Ireland, Ofoc and I. Uh, we've got Ofoc Scotland, um, and so we're basically young people saying, "Hang on, do not destroy our futures for something that has clearly been a disaster." Yeah, Brexit has not gone to plan for anybody who voted for it. Even Brexit voters who say they want no deal would not have wanted no deal in 2016. Yeah. The, the entire narrative of Brexit was uh, the EU needs us more than we need them. We're the fifth largest economy in the world. We'll hold all the cards. We'll get this great trade deal. It won't damage trade one bit. No deal is not that. So there is the Brexit that, that people voted for simply isn't on the table. A deal that negotiated means you follow the rules of the EU with no say. That is less control, not more. And no deal does not meet any of the promises in 2016. So ultimately, the only logical thing is a new referendum. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And what have you made, you know, the news the last week, last couple of weeks, of when we've seen Boris Johnson going over to Europe and, you know, it was strange, wasn't it, how the papers reported um, what Angela Merkel said about mm -hmm. the extra 30 days. That's not no. what she said at all. No, no. She, said, she said that it, the solution to the Irish border could come in 30 days, it yeah. could come in two years. Oh, clearly she meant 30 days. She asked 30 days. Oh, I despair. Well, so what do you make of what we've seen the last couple of weeks? So, Boris Johnson, it's the blame game has been, it's been getting louder and louder for the past uh, few months. We heard him say um, a couple of weeks ago, he said... Uh, Let's just be clear. If 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 if, if there is a no deal, it would be it would be the fault of our European friends and partners. Um, so he brilliant was... Boris impression, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he knows that no deal hurts the country. Yeah. Otherwise, he wouldn't be trying to seek to shift the blame for it because mm -hmm. you wouldn't. If it was a great thing, he would be taking credit for it. Now he's trying to shift the blame onto the EU, which is one of the things that terrifies me most about Brexit mm -hmm. because. Brexit only happens under a no deal if the people in this country have not fully realised the extent to which we need the EU. Yeah. And if they haven't realised that, any negative consequence that comes from no deal, be that medical supply shortages, which will result in human death, yeah. be it problems on the Northern Irish border, 
it won't be seen as we've done this to ourselves. It'll be seen as, well, there's no problem with Brexit, therefore the problem must be the EU trying to actively hurt us. Which means that there may be deaths that result from Brexit, which we treated as an act of aggression by the EU member states. Oh, God. Now that That's terrifying. is a dangerous position to be in. Yeah. Historically dangerous. The irony being, the very same people who said, oh, you, if you're saying that um, the EU's protected peace for 40 years, oh, so you're saying if we leave the EU, there'll be World War III? They're the ones who'll be driving the narrative that the EU is killing British people. Yeah, absolutely. So, as far as the last couple of weeks, Boris Johnson is in a very weird position mm-hmm. because a, he's got to, he's got to try and get well he's, he says he's trying to get rid of the backstop from the deal, but at the same time he says he's looking for a trade deal with Donald Trump. Yeah, and so he's in a weird position whereby, if he leaves that meeting, and it looks like he's pretty much sealed the deal with Donald Trump, that's going to make the EU button down even harder on the backstop mm-hmm. because it means that okay, hang on, the UK is going to start importing products from America which don't meet the standards of the EU. So there'll be trucks full of American beef, for example, in Northern Ireland. That we're going to have to find some way of ensuring they don't get into the Republic of Ireland. Yeah. So they're going to so going to want to make sure that that backstop is ironclad, yeah. even more so. And then on top of that, you've got the very concept of a deal with Donald Trump, um, which again is just not good for this country. Yeah. Because I mean, there's a thing that by he said that the NHS would be on the table in any trade deal with the UK, mm. and then he went back on it like a couple of hours later. Yeah. And the the UK, Scary. yeah, the UK press seems to have eaten that up. Yeah. And it it just doesn't make sense to. Yeah. Uh, he said to his own people, to the people he needs to elect him in America, he said that he was going to end what he called the global freeloading of healthcare. Oh. By and the, for, for example, the UK pays a third of the price for its drugs that American yeah. America pays. So what he wanted to do was make sure that any trade deal he makes in the future, the country he makes a trade deal with, would pay more for its drugs so that American companies pay less. And he, he saw that to his own people. So do you reckon he's more likely to keep the promise to his own people, <laughs> who he needs to get elected, or do you reckon he's going to want to basically take advantage of our NHS? Furthermore, of course he went back on it, because he knows that if the UK as a whole realizes that our primary trade alternative post-Brexit wants to dismantle our NHS, mm. we'll drop pre- Brexit pretty sharpish. Yeah. Because you, he knows that it makes us vulnerable. He'll realize, hang on, I shouldn't let them know that they're going to be making their NHS vulnerable. Therefore, he took it back. Yeah. Because it's the first thing he'll do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with all that kind of out there and thinking about the talk that you gave this morning before, before we met up, how can we stop Brexit? So what we need to do is, A, just keep talking to everybody. Um, the the narrative of um, you're bored of Brexit, therefore you want to just get, let Brexit go on, yeah. you need to defeat that and defeat it hard. Because just think about it, how the country will feel if Brexit actually happens, deal or no deal, and then the government starts announcing, okay, here are our plans for the negotiations. Everyone will just like, hang on, wasn't it supposed to be done? We've waited three years. And they'll realise, hang on, no, no, we're going to be negotiating this for the next seven to ten years. Yeah. The regret in the country that they didn't just find a way out of this will be immense. And especially, I mean, one of the most successful arguments that I have on the street is, all right, why did you vote Brexit? Well, there's no money around here. There's no investment. There's no no opportunities. And so when I ask them, all right, well, has the government been doing anything with any of the issues that really matter to you for the past three years? No, they've been focused on Brexit. So if we leave the EU and they continue to be focused on Brexit, do you think they'll be dealing with universal credit, um, investing in investing in housing, making 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 your life better? Well, no, they won't. Okay, so how do we stop that? 
we need to stop Brexit then. Yeah. And I and I get that from the most hard hardcore Brexiteers. They don't want they want to fix the country. These aren't enemies of the country. These are our, our country fellow countrymen and women yeah. who are desperate to make the country better. Arguably, they were the most upset with the way things were, the most trodden on uh, in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. And so the country needs to start working for them better. But right now it's not. Yeah, makes sense. Are you optimistic that we can still stop it? The logic is simple. Yeah. Boris Johnson has a majority of one MP, which means that if one Tory defects from the Conservative Party, he, long, he no longer has a majority. Mm-hmm. At which point, given that there is a clear majority in Parliament against no deal, it would be ridiculous if Parliament wasn't able to seize control of the executive by forming a temporary government, and and basically, and once they've got the control of the executive, they can ask for an extension for purposes of holding a referendum. That is the most logical outcome of this. So I, I'm still on about 55%. Brexit doesn't happen. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting, isn't it? Because after all that's happened, maybe now with that very very slim majority, as you say, it might be the best chance we've had yeah. to to stop it. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Um, that's all we've got time for. We're back with Richard in just a second. Thanks so much for coming on, Femi. Brexiteer of the Week. Welcome back. Steve is here for Brexiteer of the Week. A little bit of bread and no cheese. <laughs> little bit of bread and some Steve. <laughs> Brexiteers of the Week. Yes, please, Steve. That's, um, what, that's what I was hoping for. Jim Davidson. He Jim. played a gig round here, you know. Round here in Hunstanton, did he in Norfolk? I've never. Do you know what? I've I'd, I've never really been to anywhere in Norfolk. Uh, well, you're in Norwich now. Apart from Norwich, okay. Uh, so Hunstanton in Norfolk, August the twenty fourth. Yeah, and he ended it. I don't know what. What do you think a good ending to a comedy gig would be? Oh, probably a joke. I mean, it's a, <laughs> that's the traditional good, one, so isn't good, it? Good way to begin. And then few you jokes say, in the you tell a, a, a great joke, don't you? And then you, and then you, you know, you say, "My name is Jerry Seinfeld. Good night, or whatever." I've been watching a bit of Seinfeld stand-up um, recently. That is good. Jim Davidson went. He, he went sort of Dominic Cummings. Did he? Yeah, he did. He went. He went four-dimensional chess on us. He ended <laughs> his gig in Hunstanton in Norfolk on August the twenty-fourth with the words, "Pay the EU thirty-nine billion pounds. No thanks. We've paid." Paid in blood on the Flanders oh. field oh. and the beaches of Dunkirk. Oh. Let's take our country back. Well, it's not quite good night, thank you, and may your God go with you, is it? Like Dave Allen used to say. It, it, it's it's uh, yeah. I mean, mm, and did, I presume you probably loved it, didn't they? Well, the, the bloke who <clears throat> the bloke who recorded this on Twitter said it was the perfect end to a night of visceral laughter from a man who's not constrained by the PC police. Though I would like yeah. to see him constrained by some kind of police. <laughs> what was your um, fa- what was your favourite Jim Davidson TV show? Uh, I don't have one. Oh come on! I don't have one. He was in uh, the film of Zed and Two Noughts, which was a very pretentious nineteen eighties film, was he? starring Francis Barber, Peter Greenaway film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was oh. a park keeper. In I that. was thinking more. Um, what was it called? The snooker one. Oh, uh, big break! Big break! Well, he was passable in that, wasn't he? Because do you remember being, being on a Saturday tea time? He wasn't allowed to do his, exactly. Well, I, I mean, racism. I, I wasn't. I was too young for his racisms, probably. Yes. Although I'm aware of them now, of course. What John Virgo probably a bit Brexit? You reckon? John Virgo Brexit? Should we do snooker players Brexit or remain? Go on in quick. Uh, what Stephen Hendry? Remain. Alex the Hurricane Higgins. Brexit. <laughs> Brexit. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy the Whirlwind fact, White. Is he the Dalek? <laughs> Jimmy the Whirlwind White. A Brexit. 
Uh, in fact, what, is he the Dalek? What about Bill Werbenick? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was Canadian. He'd, pro- he'd be Brexit, wouldn't he? Because he'd want us to trade lager with Canada again. Yes, maybe, yeah. Didn't he have to have ten pints before a game? Well, I had to have ten pints before watching a game. Yeah, well. <laughs> Did you remember, um, and I've got it on seven-inch single... He was Brexit, wasn't he? Yeah. What about this? Pot the reds in, screw back for the yellow-green bamboo, pink and black, snooker, loopy, nuts are we. We're all snooker, loopy, Brexit tea. Uh, Chas and Dave, that was, wasn't it? It was, indeed. I think he got to number one. Very good. Snooker, loopy, nuts are we. Dennis Taylor, I think, remain. Yes, I think so. I think remain. Um, Who are we missing? Ronnie O'Sullivan. Oh, Ronnie O'Sullivan. Well, I think... Well, well, he's from the. He's to be fair, he's from Essex, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So probably Brexit. Oof. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think we would probably leave Snooker there. Do you remember when his dad was in prison for killing a man, Ronnie O'Sullivan? Do, yeah, do, do you remember what his great quote was? Uh, I, I think we've even mentioned it before on this pod, but go on. He said, "It must be terrible for my dad. It must be murder for him." <laughs> <laughs> in inside. Oh, well, anyway, oh, well. for our viewers watching in black and white, that was a little segment about Snooker. There you go. So that was Jim Davidson. Uh, Who's yeah. next? Uh, Frederick Forsyth. Frederick Forsyth. We mentioned him before. He we? has been on Brexiteer of the week previously. He wrote, what was his big hit? Oh, Riders. No. <laughs> Julie Cooper, Brexit or Remain? Oh. Probably Brexit, isn't she? Yeah, I would have thought and so. And Frederick Forsyth, full Brexit. He, he wrote Day of the Jackal, which That's is right, with, Day with the Jackal. big yeah, one. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, and he's got column in the uh, Express. Um, and it's completely nuts. Uh, thousands of our supposed... This, actually, the Brexit Dalek should return to, to read this out. Thousands of our supposed high-ups could not let the sun go down without spending the day trashing our country and screaming that the absence of a deal is all our fault. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The politics of the left and the so-called centre, the establishment, Why the bureaucracy... The academia and the law. Not not many of us, then. <laughs> uh, he said. He goes on, I was raised to admire the lads who flew the spitfires and hurricanes in the Battle of Britain. Yeah. Went up the beaches of Normandy. On, they love the, talking about the war, don't they? Went up the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, set all Europe free from Nazism, fought off the threat of world communism, gave sovereign independence to a vast empire and parliamentary democracy to the world. Honestly, I never thought that at the age of 80 I would see a day when this same country could produce such a phalanx of cowards, appeasers, and capitulators in high places. My Bible, the Oxford English Dictionary, has a word for it, degenerate. Can nobody chuck them out, bring them down, and consign these mediocrities to the station in life for which nature so amply equipped them? Oblivion. Oblivion. Is that oblivion in Alton Towers? Oh, maybe. I'd quite like to go on with. I'm not. Which one is that? Oblivion. I don't know. It might be the Wicker Man now. Doesn't it go what's down into one, a big hole? What's the Oblivion. one with your dangly feet? That's the Dangler. No, it's the Nemesis, I think. Nemesis. Yeah. I think they're all the same, aren't yeah, they? Didn't yeah. Nemesis be... Anyway. It's good, that. Frederick, it's amazing, isn't it? That rant from Frederick Forsyth. Amazing. He basically says that we nemesis, are cowards... Teasers, well, capitulators. I have capitulated. Which is, in your case, is true. <laughs> Degenerate, in your case, that is definitely true. I mean, that's that's on my Twitter bio. Mediocrity, <laughs> yes. I, I strive for it. Tick. Yeah, one, maybe one day. Maybe one day. I'm heading for oblivion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, I mean, utterly remarkable, that, from Frederick Forsyth. Uh, he's really worked up, isn't he? The Sunday Express. The Sunday Express, oh, 
How, many does, how many does the Sunday Express sell? And I only ask that, um, um, you know, no, we're not doing the old circulation willy-waving in the days of the internet stuff, but I just wonder who buys it. Well, I don't know. Because I buy, listen, I'm, I am not a, I buy newspapers because I'm an obsessive. On Saturday, I bought the Daily Mail. Did you? I often buy the Sun. I also buy the Mirror, though, and, of course, very proudly read the New European... But um, but I like to get, I buy them all. I like to I like to see what everyone's doing. You know, it's just a yeah. it's my hobby. You know, it's not a political thing. I um, think the people who buy the Sunday Express are probably the same people who bought it for about sixty years. What they? I would say is, if I'll go in and see what the front is and see what I'm interested in, and think I'll pick that up whether they support yeah, yeah. Boris Johnson or whether they support Jeremy Corbyn. But I've never ever <laughs> been tempted to buy the, the Sunday, Sunday Express. Express. Well, the interesting thing about the Sunday <clears throat> Express circulation, I think it's about. 230,000. Well, so that's not bad, actually. It's, it's Which is still healthy. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. However, it's down about 100,000, more than 100,000, in three years since the referendum. <laughs> uh, and it's, I think that's about... It's nearly 30%, I think. Yeah. Well, um, that would be about right, yeah, if you yeah. need to do your maths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exact figures can be found in this week's New European print edition. Oh, they can. Yes, uh, that's right. In fact. Yeah. Had a big, yeah. They had a big hit on Sunday... <laughs> By David Maddox, Marco uh, Giannangeli and Mesa Hall. Gino Ginelli? Great ice cream. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't think you can still get that. I don't think you can. It's uh, It's been repatriated because of Brexit. <laughs> Maybe. Gino Ginelli's been sent sent home. <laughs> Include also Topo Gigio, the little... And what about... Yeah. Topo Gigio, the little <laughs> mouse? I think so. He talked like this. He, uh, he was like a black light puppet, you know. He was, oh yeah, yeah, he, he yeah. Was a, you know, black, and then his puppeteer was behind him. Yeah. And what about the uh, the man that used to sing the Cornetto adverts? They've all had to go. It's really sad. The gondolier is he's gone back to Venice. Mm. The um, what the Dormio family, I'm afraid, they ah. didn't get settled status. So ah, sad, isn't it? I've had to go. David Maddox, Marco, and Mesa, yeah. three of them to write one story. And the story was, <laughs> UK-US trade deal is done, exclusive, Wow! on the front page, brilliant. Oh, it said the two countries are on the verge of a major deal. And Wait a minute, I think it's done. And it will be signed in October. Oh. And then, two hours later, Boris Johnson came out and they said, it's great news, you've done a big trade deal with, the, the, uh, with America and it's all done. And he said, uh, no, it'll actually take months. If we did it in a year... I'd be really pleased, but it's going to be very tight. But I think it, it won't take five years, like some people are saying. Oh. So that's good. And, of course, that's not even taking into consideration that all these warnings from the American Democrats who are saying they're going to block any trade deal with, uh, with a no-deal Britain because it'll put peace in Ireland at risk. So a good exclusive there. Uh, Talking of peace in Ireland, documentary I must mention that oh, once yes. this week. On, it's on iPlayer. Yeah. The day Mountbatten died. Yes, tremendous. Have you seen it? Yes, incredible. Fantastic. Really worth a watch. Absolutely Brilliant amazing. Stuff, yeah. Uh, the Brexit party <clears throat> are among my Brexiteers. <laughs> what a shock! And do you know why? <laughs> Is it because they are the Brexit party? No, it's because of their new wees. Do you know what they've done? Oh. They've launched Brexit Yes, Club. yes, yes, I've joined. Uh, it's yet another money-making scheme oh, no, from the Brexit really, party. I love, I love this. Uh, Brexit Club. You can, if you're if you're a Brexiteer, you can become a registered supporter of the Brexit Party. That's uh-huh. twenty five quid annually. Uh-huh. You can make a donation. That's as many, as much as you want, but up to five hundred quid a time. Yeah. And now, if you you can join Brexit Club, Club Brexit Brexit Karma, drinks are free. 
Um, what would the drinks be like? Uh, you know, um, Ch- Churchill's hot toddy, yeah. I would imagine <laughs> stuff like that. Port, pint of Churchill's. Yes, exactly. With a frothy top. Uh, and it's £100 a month. What? What? So £1,200 quid a year, and then you can join... £100 a month? It, £100 a month? Um, uh, join my club. Yeah, Porrit Club. If you like a lot of chocolate on your biscuit, join my club. Yeah. £99 a month. But, sh- because, oh, guess, sh- guess what you get for £1,200 quid a year? Oh, well, I'd want a... It, uh, well, I want an Audi. VIP access to conferences and rallies. <laughs> so you get to go to the conference <laughs> and the rally. Probably sit in the first two rows. <laughs> You get exclu- invitations to exclusive party events. I would guess that is a a, a couple of a couple of drinks before no, a, a, a rally. Down the red line. A bespoke Brexit club welcome gift. Wait a minute. How is it? The word bespoke is one of the most badly used words in this country. What what does bespoke well, mean? The picture Steve? next to bespoke Brexit club welcome gift showed a scarf. So I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh, and each one I'm is made to order, Brexit is it? Party scarf, and it might have porrit <laughs> scrawled on it. I'm a Brexit. Just scrawled on it. Yeah, yeah. If, Nigel well, Farage is right. And it true, said, it? you also get a quarterly letter from the chairman's desk. Now, <laughs> for twelve hundred quid a year, I would want a quarterly letter from the chairman himself. I would want the chairman's not desk, his, not just his desk. <laughs> Although, to be fair, chairman's desk probably about as wooden as Richard Tice. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about Isabel Oakeshott at this point. Um, Or ever again. Or ever again. Um, And it's amazing, isn't it? And 1,200 quid a year, by the way, is... you get Isabel Oakeshott for that? ...is ten times more than it costs us per person to be in the EU. It's good, isn't it? Oh, my God. And all the benefits we get from being in the the EU. Well, the chairman's desk does not send me a letter from Um, us. Somebody suggested on... uh, Twitter that you should say, Me. can I have all the benefits of Brexit Club but without actually paying the fee? <laughs> uh, and we'll see how that goes yeah. down. Yeah. Good idea. Um, I only have to say that surely all this talking about Brexit Club is breaking the first rule of Brexit <laughs> Club in the first place. Um, um, see what you're doing there. A lot of people say, oh, I've got a look of uh, Fight Club here of Brad Pitt. Well, I was thinking when, meatloaf. When I t- <laughs> Especially when I, when since I you're... take my shirt off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the Brexit Series of the Week is Jay Aston. Right. Or as she's now known, Jay Aston Calhoun. Oh. Um, and she was also. Do, do, do you know who Jay Aston is? No. Jay Aston was one of the, the ladies of Bucks Fizz. Oh, yes, of and course. You know who yeah, Bucks yeah, Fizz yeah. Are? Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, so, we, so we're. If you don't know... I'll just whip my skirt off for listener. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's her. And um, Jay Aston was the curly-haired uh, you see female some singer. More. Exactly. Da, 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 Cheryl Baker was the other one. Is she Brexity? Uh, I don't know. Do you remember... Um, I do he... know that Jay Aston lives in a, a house called Aston Acres, though. Aston I've Acres. Done some research on Jay Aston. Really? Well, like, sounds like stalkiness to me. Well, well I, I mean, I, I remember books from the 80s. I don't, really, I don't yeah. remember the, the Eurovision thing. But um, Cheryl Baker used to have this show on a Saturday morning, early on a Saturday yeah, she, morning. Yeah, she became a kids' TV presenter. Eggs, Eggs and Baker... Clever, that, isn't and it? that was my first introduction to alternative music, in fact. Because she used to have... Do you remember in the old days where all those, like, jobbing sort of bands that are getting to the 
40s and 30s in the charts, but couldn't really get any pick up. They'd end up like the Smiths on that mad TV show in the 80s where they went on a magic bus. Oh, right. And Morrissey and Morris singing to all these kids, like, every day's like Sunday. Oh, well, it wouldn't be that. You know, heaven knows I'm miserable now or something. And all these kids are like, what? I don't remember this. What happened on Eggs and Baker? Eggs and Baker. So Cheryl Baker does a feature about Dogs for the Blind or something. And it was super, it was like seven till, I don't know, half six till half seven. It was before going live or it was a really early morning slot. And she said, and now, Blur! And out come Blur when they still were a sort of baggy band and did... Um, There's No Other Way. And did There's No Other Way, yeah. Blimey. I think, in fact, they did She's So High. She's So High. <laughs> yeah, and that was my... F- I remember thinking, wow, what There's is no this? There's no suggestion that Cheryl Baker was so high at the yeah, time of no, recording. No. Um, she by wants the way. to crawl all over her or something. You um, that, didn't it? It would have been... What if Jay Aston had gone down the holiday route and just done a thing called Aston's Villas? Or, <laughs> or if she'd married Tim Martin, which maybe <laughs> will, will happen now. It would happen, couldn't it? <laughs> uh, that would be brilliant. <coughs> uh, and anyway, Tell us more about her, anyway. So she's standing for the Brexit Party yeah. in Kensington, which right. is a Labour-held yeah, seat. Yeah, I can't see that going At the next too. general election. <clears throat> uh Quite funny, she's called J. Aston Culhoun now, yeah. which is obviously C-O-L-Q-U-H-O-U-N, yeah. as it as it pronounced, as yeah. it sounds. Yeah, Culhoun. Uh, J. Aston Culhoun. She was listed in quite a lot of places when this came out as J. Aston Culhounis. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. and then, and we went, why well, is she, on why, the when it, why when she's married to a man called David Culhoun, is she known as, is she called J. Aston Culhounis? And then we worked out that it was a, a mistake in a press release, and it actually said, Jay Aston Culhoun is standing for the Brexit party. <laughs> and people had just read it as, Jay Aston Culhoun is standing for Brexit party. Um, which is particularly amusing. Um, in an echo of Nigel Farage's own career, Jay, obviously she was in Buck's Fizz, she's formed a breakaway group called The Fizz, with her original fellow members... Uh, Cheryl Baker, Eggs and Baker, yeah. and Mike Nolan. Yeah. And Bobby G, he remains in the sort of UKIP, he remains in the continuity box phase, and he's, he's, also, he's in that with Gerard Batten, Dick Brain, and Mike Hookham. That's wrong, isn't it? It's, sorry, it's, it's, he's in it with Heidi Manton, yeah. Paul Yates, and Tammy Choate. Right. Do you think they both still do the skirt pulling off the skirt thing? Well, there's been a lot of jokes about making your mind up, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of jokes about living in that. the land of make believe. I that is the probably that is about as far as my books for his knowledge goes. Uh, I can't remember anything else. No, no. My own theory is that Jay Aston became a Brexiteer because when she went into Europe, they seized half of her skirt for taxation <laughs> purposes, and she's held a grudge ever since then. So Jay Aston uh, Calhoun, uh, Brexit of the week is. Or Jay Aston Colhounis, <laughs> Brexiteer of the Week. Congratulations. Um, uh, what should listeners do right now, Steve? Well, they should buy some <clears throat> tickets to see us at podcastlive.com. It, it creeps ever closer. It creepeth ever closer. Uff. The 5th of October. Yeah. It's remember, preventing... remember, the 5th of No. It's preventing me from going to see Manchester City. So oh, why well, should you have fun when I when I can't? You can have like a little transistor radio next to your ear. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy in the wedding, That's you know. Like, oh, 
no, no. Uh, if, yes, exactly. <laughs> if anyone has knows of any lawful impediment. <laughs> yeah! Wait a minute, are we doing a wedding live at the pod? Is that the surprise? Who am I marrying? If you want to get married live on our podcast. Oh that would be fantastic. Uh, if that's what you'd like to do, seriously, I do get into it. I think we're all taken. I can't speak for James Ball, but uh, he, he's a good-looking fella. I think he probably is. He is joining us. Um, yeah, um, there'll yeah. be other special guests announced. Yeah. It's a, it's around London's Euston area. Just literally across the road. Literally across the road from Euston Station. Yeah. Tickets for our show, 1350. Yeah. Come along for the whole day, 3250. All the information, podcastlive.com. Click on the ticket under our logo. You can get front section VIP access to the show. Um, you could also... Um, we're back up to number three, I believe, in the charts. Oh, God, can uh, we please get week. to number two? Please help us get to... N- I'd like to be at the top of most of the poppermost, though. I'd like a number two! <laughs> I need a number two! Uh, so, what a heartfelt plea that is. <laughs> uh, so leave us a lovely review on your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends... Uh, and uh, and spread the word about the new European podcast. We are dominating the charts. But Brendan O'Neill and his spikes online nonsense is usually higher than we oh, are. What? Don't let Brendan O'Neill win. This is this is the it's front line. You, this is the front line of the Brexit war. Come it, on, it, 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 come on, come on. Uh, and the usual stuff. Join the new European Facebook readers group. Do it. Like the new European on Facebook. Like it. Follow the New European. Follow it. On Twitter, at the New European. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or you can follow me, at Porrick, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. And buy the New European. That was the New European podcast. Farewell, Jerry, and thank you. If you haven't already, please do go out and buy the printed product. It is, as always, an absolute stonker. Lots of politics, lots of Brexit but also lots of arts and culture as well. We will be back next week. Until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.